Usually she's got a lot to tell us. God bless her. Woo. All right, so what do we got in here? I noticed that the kids were here this morning, so I thought maybe I could sway them with some delicious treats. Mmm. Oh, that's good. That'll get you there. Woo! All right, Andy, let's uh, throw that first slidey thing up there. I'm going to do a little recap before I get into the video. So we've been talking about the Holy Spirit leading up to Pentecost. We had Easter. That's long over and done with. Jesus rose. Spoiler alert. And uh, we've been talking about uh, how he's been uh, showing himself to his disciples uh, before he gets ascended into heaven. Uh, so if you want to throw that first slide up, I can uh, do my thing here. I remember how to do this. Okay. All right. So many of us have are faced with situations in our lives that we can tackle differently with greater spiritual authority and power if we took the teachings of the Holy Spirit and put them into practice in our lives. Pastor Jason, <laughs> man of wisdom. He's, uh, he's away with his youngest son in New York City. They wanted to, uh, Lincoln wanted to uh, go to uh, NYC and just see some sights, so he took the opportunity of the long weekend to go uh, with his son. Uh, pretty smart. Uh, bring me back some Bubba Gump shrimp, please. <laughs> He's probably not even watching this. Uh, but that's where he is, and that's why I'm up here. All right. So part one was uh, Luke 24, 13 to 34. It's talking about uh, Jesus showing himself to two disciples on the Emmaus Road. Uh, Jesus opens their eyes to, this, uh, to the truth in Scripture. That was one of his points. We need to learn to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, and we need to learn how to commune with the Holy Spirit. So we've learned that the Holy Spirit is a person, not just some ghost flying around over our heads, over the waters, doing this and that here and there. He's uh, part of who we are. When we become believers, uh, the Holy Spirit comes inside of us and seals us uh, to the covenant uh, through Jesus and through the Father, and then we're saved. Um, so it's a person, not just some force going around, right? We need to learn how to commune with the Father. We need to build a relationship with the Father, uh, with the Holy Spirit. So the first video was, who is the Holy Spirit? A person in the Trinity working on earth for the Father and Son, teaching us, leading us, equipping us, living uh, personally and continually with us. Okay? Next. Uh, okay, yeah. No, no, no. Go back. Sorry. Uh, so John 14, 16, 17 says, 
I uh, will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. But you know him, for he lives in you, and he will be with you. That's Jesus talking, so we can believe it. Uh, Romans 8, 11 says, And the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spiritual, uh, because of his spirit who lives in you. And John 14, 26 uh, says, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I have said to you. So we get to know who the Holy Spirit is. We get to build a relationship with the Holy Spirit. We're not just trying to build a relationship with the Father. We sing good songs about how he's a good, good Father. We sing a lot of songs about Jesus. Uh, and the Holy Spirit is right there in the mix. Uh, and we need to keep that in our minds, that the Holy Spirit can help us in our day-to-day -day life. Next slide. Come on, Andy. Luke 24, 36. I didn't write that one down. But anyway, it's there if you want to fact check me. Uh, so Jesus commissions us to be witnesses for him, right? The Holy Spirit helps us with that. We, can't, we actually can't do it without the Holy Spirit. So if you try, better luck next time. Uh, Jesus wants to give you power through the Holy Spirit. Power to witness, not by our own human might or power, but by the Spirit. Jesus opens our minds uh, to the power of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. What does the Holy Spirit do? It magnifies Jesus. It draws people to Christ supernaturally, emotionally, physically. Uh, it convicts the world of sin. God wants us to live as holy as he is. We shouldn't get held up on this whole sin thing. Uh, just power through with the Holy Spirit and you'll get on track. Amen? That is wise. That's worth the price of admission. I almost forgot about this. I'm just kidding. That's for when the children get loud and start screaming and stuff. Yeah. That's fine. I'll let them run around on the property. That's fine. Uh, the, the Holy Spirit dwells, seals, and guides believers. Uh, that's our covenant, the new covenant. We're not in the Old Testament anymore. We have a new covenant with Christ. Uh, he calls, equips, and anoints leaders like pastors, teachers, and board members, uh, people of, who are running the show or need you know, that extra oomph from the Holy Spirit to get through. Do you guys know that it takes uh, the Holy Spirit to love you all? <laughs> I, one of the first things I learned when, I, when, I, when we started doing stuff in ministry was that I can't love anybody on my own. I need the Holy Spirit to help me love some crazy people. Right? Richard's not here? Oh, he's there. Yeah, he's here. Uh, the Holy Spirit provides spiritual gifts. Okay? So, like the fruits of the Spirit, which are 
Yeah, I love you too. <laughs> so, uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and my favorite, self-control, which I have very little of. Uh, then he also has gifts of wisdom, uh, of knowledge, of faith, of healing, uh, the gifts of miracles, uh, prophecy, discernment of spirits, serving, teaching, apostleship, evangelism, shepherding, administrating, uh, encouraging, giving, uh, or generosity, leadership, mercy, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, and helping. Those aren't what the Spirit does. Those are gifts the Spirit gives us, you, not just Pastor Jason, Pastor Andy, me, the board members, you get those gifts as the Spirit gives them out. And you need to make room for those gifts because I need those gifts in my life. And you guys bring them to me, right? That's how the whole body of Christ works. Make sense? Yahoo! Uh, the Holy Spirit empowers believers for service and witness. Uh, that's a big one that we can't forget. It always seems to go in the back of our minds as we go to work or whatever. Excuse me. Uh, but that's a very important thing. God commissions us. Jesus commissions us to tell people about him. Uh, John 14, 12 says, Truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have done, I have been doing, and they will do greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Greater works than what Jesus did. That's a promise, and we don't believe it. We'll do greater things than Jesus. We need to believe that. Uh, we need to hold God at his word. Jesus wants to give you power through the Holy Spirit. We need to allow the Spirit of God to break through our lives and give the people around us who don't know about Jesus, who don't know him as Lord, uh, to give them hope, life, and salvation. Uh, we need to be filled with the power. We need to be a witness We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. There's, uh, in, the, in the passage that I'm going to be talking about, um, it kind of gives, we're, we're talking about a, a spirit baptism. And the difference between uh, the filling of the spirit when you're converted, when you come to Christ and become a believer and say, yes, Jesus, I believe you're Lord of my life, and the spirit uh, comes and seals you in your faith, that's the filling of the Holy Spirit, then that's for all believers, okay? And the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes afterwards, uh, many times afterwards, not, not long afterwards. It just comes over and over and over. We continually need to yield ourselves to the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need more. We need more refreshing in our lives that the Holy Spirit brings. Um, and that's just a continual thing uh, that the Holy Spirit does in our lives as we let him move. All right, let's play that video. So how do I receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit? 
Well, I want to start off with a premise. There's always something more the Holy Spirit wants to do in and through my life. Always something more. When you stop and realize that in and of yourself, you know, when I think about myself, I'm only dust. Uh, apart from God breathing life into me, apart from God giving me strength, apart from God empowering me, I'm really nothing. God always wants to do something fresh and new in a believer's life. It's unique when we think about uh, the early believers interacting with the person of the Holy Spirit. We see, we see three pictures uh, at the end of John's Gospel, chapter 20. We see Jesus with the disciples, and he says, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. And then in Acts chapter 2, there they are responding to the command of Jesus to wait in Jerusalem. And it says in verse 4, chapter 2, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. They go out and you know the story, Peter preaches, a few thousand people saved and baptized and and then they, they heal a, a, a lame man and, and they call the disciples in, chastise them and, and warn them not to speak in the name of Jesus. What do they do? They go and they pray. And at the end of their prayer meeting, the Holy Spirit shows up. Not this time with Jesus breathing on them, not this time with them speaking in tongues, but actually with an earthquake. Look at this in Acts 4.31. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. This is really interesting, actually, when you stop and think about it. These are the same people. They're the same people having three different encounters with the Holy Spirit. Jesus breathing on them, then on the day of Pentecost, being filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in a language that they hadn't learned. And then two chapters later, being filled with the Holy Spirit again. But this time they don't speak in an unknown language. There's an earthquake and they speak in their known language, but boldly. What am I getting at? The Holy Spirit is never done. The Holy Spirit is never done. He always wants to do something new in you. When we think about spirit baptism, we're, we're not looking at attaining one event and getting a badge and wearing it. No, not at all. We're actually wanting to have an experience in God that's one of many experiences of being filled, continually being filled and refilled and overflowed with the power of the Holy Spirit. It reminds me of what the Apostle Paul says in chapter five of Ephesians. Don't be drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, people smarter than me will tell you that when he says be filled, it actually means keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Don't be drinking alcohol. Instead, keep drinking of the person of the Holy Spirit. Keep drinking of God. Keep being filled with the Holy Spirit. If we have a posture like that where we're pursuing Jesus to every day, fill us with the Holy Spirit, God will do incredible things. God will baptize us, overflow us with his Holy Spirit, and then he will do it again and again and again, and he will take our dust, our frame, our earthen vessels, and he will fill us and overflow us and touch this world in Jesus' name. So how do we receive this spirit baptism? We already talked about building a relationship with the Holy Spirit, getting to know and work with the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you to actively pray and seek Jesus to overflow your life with the Holy Spirit. Thirdly, uh, we have some coaches lined up that you can connect with and talk about your experiences in the past and and how to take the next steps in, in experiencing the Holy Spirit. How do we how do we experience the spirit baptism? Well, I think we replace striving with yielding. It's not about you working harder. It's really about a posture of yielding and surrendering and being available and coming coming to Jesus and saying, Lord, would you overflow my life with your Holy Spirit? Would you overflow your my life with your Holy Spirit again? If I can just encourage you to take that next step, one of the hurdles that we have often, we're, we're very self-conscious about our own voice. There's something connected, uh, especially with our tongue. And I want to encourage you to open up your mouth in thanks and praise to God with your known language in English. And I want you out loud, maybe you're not used to this, but I, I want you out loud to, in your prayer times, when you're taking the next step and you're surrendering and yielding, I want you out loud to, to praise God. I want you to sing your praise out loud. God doesn't care if it's not in tune. God looks at your heart. But as we yield, as we surrender, as we lift up our voice, there's something that can happen there by the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you to take your next step. Would you pray this prayer with me today out loud? Jesus, I'm surrendering and yielding to you today. I'm asking you, Jesus, to fill me and overflow my life with the power of your Holy Spirit. By myself, I have no power. Would you flood my life with your power? I yield to you today in Jesus' name. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Amen. So that's uh, Pastor Dave Slater. He's an executive for the PAOC in our district.
and uh, he's a great guy, uh, full of wisdom, for sure. Uh, I'm going to out a little bit of my mother-in-law, since she did it to my wife uh, last week. <laughs> when my mother-in-law is uh, praying around the house and that, and you know, she'll, she'll always have some music going on in the background, a lot of it is uh, just like praise and worship stuff, you know, a little bit of Jewish stuff in there. Uh, but then she, when she starts singing some of these things, and she knows a lot of the phrases and stuff like that for like uh, in Hebrew and whatever, but she'll start, because of her background, she'll hit this octave level that uh, just goes way up there. And it's uh, <laughs> every time it just makes me laugh and it makes me uh, just uh, feel good. But uh, it's very important to uh, build that relationship with the Holy Spirit, to get comfortable with yourself, uh, to talk. And just express who you are with the, with the Holy Spirit. That's, that's what our faith is about. They, God just wants to know us personally. And, that, and that's part of the whole... Anyway. If anybody have uh, Bibles with them? Anyone have real Bibles? The real saved people? Yeah. Right on, Joanne. Uh, uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 4 to 5. It'll be up on the screen as well, eventually. We're waiting. We're going to talk about waiting anyway. While, uh, and while staying or eating with them, Jesus loves to eat, right? Uh, so do I. Uh, Jesus, uh, while he was staying and eating with them, uh, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized in and with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So I was, as I was preparing for this week, I, I rewatched uh, the last two sermons that uh, Jay did, Pastor Jay did, and, um, and it was while I was reading and rereading the passages and all that, leading up to this one, uh, it says that the, the, the disciples heard that Jesus was alive, and they were talking about how he appeared both to Simon uh, and to the two uh, on the road to Emmaus. And it says that while they were sitting and discussing these things, uh, he, being Jesus, broke bread, and their eyes were open to all that he was saying. He was referencing scriptures from the Old Testament, um, and it wasn't really clear in their minds, but when he broke bread... He allowed them to understand uh, who he really was, who he came to be, all, all, all that stuff. Um, and their eyes were open. And uh, while they were saying these things, Jesus just appeared out of nowhere. And he scared them. And then he asked them if they had anything to eat. And I don't blame him because, you know, after three days of not eating, I'd be hungry too. But he, I just thought it was funny that out of nowhere he just pops up and asks them if they have any food. How, I wonder if he's ever going to do that to any of us. Uh, so we're about seven to ten days away from uh, Pentecost. Uh, Jesus, Once Jesus appeared, he stayed with the disciples and his followers for 40 days, appearing to them and teaching them. Uh, the kingdom of God, and that, and all that stuff. Um, 
Uh, so we're about seven to 10 days away when he tells them that uh, to wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit. Uh, and after Jesus told them, they went to the Mount of Olives, which is like, you know, three quarters of a mile away. And uh, Jesus went up into heaven and they were like, bye. And then they left and they're like, it happened again. He's gone. What do we do? So they just listened to what he said and they went back to Jerusalem and they waited. And they waited. They didn't know when it was going to happen. They just got together and waited for days. Uh, they didn't really know when this baptism of the Spirit was going to happen. Can you put that? Uh, yeah, wait. As big and bold as I could make it on PowerPoint, wait. We hate it. We hate waiting. Who likes waiting? Eventually, I'm going to give kids some of these Timbits, but. <laughs> Who likes waiting? Who enjoys it? I hate it. I want it now. It doesn't matter if I'm going to go into debt. It doesn't matter if I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm smoking a brisket tomorrow. I want it now. I don't want it later. I've been dreaming about it. Who wants to wait for the good weather to come. We're done with it. We want it now. Who wants vacation to start? A movie to come out. Their Amazon order to arrive. We've been without a washing machine for like a month and a half. I want it now. <laughs> Waiting has to be one of the hardest skills we have to adopt as believers. We are in a constant state of waiting for Jesus to come back. We want it to happen. I want to see him. I want to be a part of that now. But the Lord is not affected by time as we know and perceive it or how we think it should work. Second Peter uh, 3 8 says God tells or God tells us that a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day to him. He's not bound or oppressed by time. He shows up when he wants to, in his perfect time, and he does what he does. Amen? Well, that was kind of weak. <laughs> we don't like waiting for the Lord. Oh. But if it comes when we're not ready, maybe it's not God when we want to do it now. We start acting in ourselves. We don't have that kind of power. Holy Spirit is the power, right? You guys are so quiet. The first word from Jesus, right before he gives them, commissions them out, is to wait. That's the first word of the commission. There's about a hundred times, uh, there's, there are around a hundred times in scripture where it tells us to wait. To wait at this place, to wait for this event to happen, uh, wait until someone arrives when it's your turn to do something or not to do something, uh, to wait in a state of hopeful expectation. 
Impatience is just our sinful nature. Uh, Adam and Eve couldn't wait to talk to God about possibly eating that fruit. They just ate it. Uh, we are just as impulsive. Or are you guys all perfect? <laughs> Trisha hates how impulsive I am. For whatever reason, we want it now, and we can't wait. It's so contrary to the word of God. We just talked about the fruits of the Spirit. Patience is right in there. Self-control is right in there. It's not hard to notice when you're not walking with the Spirit. And sadly, too many of us are just okay with not waiting when we should. And that's why we get into those situations in our life, like Pastor Jay said, that many of us are faced with situations in our lives that we can't tackle, that we could tackle differently and with greater spiritual authority if we waited and looked to the teachings of the Holy Spirit and put them into practice in our lives. I wish that I did that more often. Right, Richard? Waiting for this message to be over. <laughs> Zinger. Yeah. Don't start, Richard. <laughs> Just so you know that this message is for me as much as it is for you, Pastor Jason said that uh, last week that when the Lord speaks to him about what he's preaching, sometimes it's for just for you guys, sometimes it's not, uh, it's for him or for both or whatever. Sometimes it just happens. So this one's for me too. I'm not as foolish to think that I'm where I should be walking all the time. Uh, that's why Pastor Dave said in his video that the spirit baptism isn't just a one-and-done scenario. It's a continual abiding and yielding to the Holy Spirit inside of you. The Holy Spirit is never done. The Holy Spirit comes in different ways, in different people, at different areas, at different times. And we all have to do, uh, and all we have to do is walk in the Spirit and just yearn and yield and surrender ourselves to the Spirit, and we will become more like Jesus. We need to put down our agendas. We need to put down our pride. Uh, we need to just become available for the Holy Spirit to overflow out of us. Well, Pastor Chris, that's not easy to do. I know that. That's because you've been trying without yielding. You're trying to do it on your own. You don't have that kind of power. I know from experience. When I try to do something that started in the spirit in my own flesh, it doesn't work. And I get burnt out and I get destroyed. And it takes, sometimes it takes a long time to get back up on the pony or the horse, however tall you are. You can't always move forward. Uh, you can't move forward without allowing the Holy Spirit to teach you how to move forward. You can't live with peace without the Holy Spirit enabling you to. You can't uh, have complete healing except by the Holy Spirit. You can't overcome this world without the Holy Spirit. You can't control your emotions except by the Holy Spirit. Uh, we can't... Uh, 
be the church of God without the Holy Spirit working in us. That's why it's so important for you guys to come to church full. If you're coming here to get filled, you're kind of missing something. That Holy Spirit won't overflow out of us as it should when we're just coming here to be fed. We should come here full. That way the Holy Spirit can overflow. And then we see all this extra good stuff that we really, really want to see happen. You need to come full. I need you to come full. We need to teach each other to be full of the Holy Spirit when we get together. We need to come together full. To teach each other, to build each other up, to minister to one another, to lead each other, to heal each other, to increase our faith together, to witness together, to be kind, to be loving, to be generous in possession, to prophesy, to discern, to show mercy and serve each other. That is what the Holy Spirit does when we allow him to do it. We need to make room. We need to set aside our agendas, our priorities. We need to stop thinking about what's going to happen at lunchtime, and we need to wait for the Lord. Oh, Lord, would you fill us today? Holy Spirit, come and fill us. If you're, if you're able uh, or you want to, you can stand and posture yourself in a way of yielding, of surrender. Holy Spirit, would you come and fill us today? We're here for you, Lord. We want to see your glory. We want to see the overflow. We want to see the miracles. We want to prophesy. We want to have faith. We want others to come in here and experience the love of Christ uh, so that they can get saved, so that they can make you Lord. That's why we're here. We need to be open. We need to wait on the Lord and allow and yield to the Holy Spirit so that God can do what he does the best. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't want to keep you all because it's a long weekend and the kids are here and they've been so good. Oh, my goodness. Give it up for the kids. Woo! If your parent says that you can have some, you can come up and have some. Just the kids. Richard. They're not the kids at heart. Go in the love and the mercies of the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen.